You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I get quite a few compliments about that intro. And if I'm being honest, I think it's pretty badass myself. But uh, after this, I am definitely going with my buddy and we're going to go record my our own original intro and outro because, you know, like copyright and bullshit. So uh, I hope you're not too attached to that because it's going to be gone uh, sooner than later. For all of you that don't know, I am the Degenerate 75. It's right there below me. If you're not, you're watching this on YouTube, so surely you already know about my channel. But if you don't know, I'm over on Twitter. I got a lot bigger over there than I am on YouTube, but we're trying to make that, uh, we're trying to fix that right now. So I'm the Degenerate 75 over on Twitter. Um, you know, usually it's just me tilting about my lineups falling apart and cursing Matthew Fitzpatrick and such. Um, but you should definitely follow me over there. Uh, for all of you that don't know, I am uh, the the sh the guy who does showdown stuff. This is the showdown hoedown. If you're new, welcome. Every round three and round four, I break down the contests, um, the the GPPs, the good picks, the fades, stuff like that. So I'm the place that you need to come if you're trying to go. You know, like you have some five of sixes, four of sixes. You don't think you're gonna have a very good week at week long. Let's go get it back at showdown. That's what we do. You can expect a video every Friday night for round three. Every uh, every Saturday night for round four. And then every Wednesday night, I've started doing a stream that's getting very popular. I encourage you to come check out that. Don't even start making your lineups until you've answered all my tough questions that I'm going to be asking you on Wednesday evening. Okay, that's 7 o'clock uh, Central Standard Time Zone, roughly about the same time these videos come out. But I am kind of handicapped by the tournament ending, looking up the stats, recording the video, uploading it to YouTube. So, you know, I get it out as quick as I can because I know these are very time sensitive. For all of you that don't know, um, I'm just a single dude, just an independent dude doing this all by myself. I don't have, uh, you know, a big uh, media network uh, supporting me or a national broadcasting station. No tout sites are helping me out. So the only thing that helps me grow is you. And for all of you that have uh, been following me, I'm seeing the return viewers is crazy high. I truly appreciate that. Um, do me a favor. You are my only thing that will help me grow. Share it around. Make sure you're liking these videos. Make sure you're leaving a comment. I'll, I'll tell you what I want you to comment at the end. Answer me a question. Um, uh, you know, like, sub, and, subscri and subscribe. That's what you do. Wait, sub, like, comment, and subscribe. That's what I was trying to say. Do that for me. Help me grow. Okay, I'm just a just a dude with a channel. I got to get to a thousand views. If you're new or you haven't heard me say it 800 other times, I got to get to a thousand subscribers by what the open championship, which is like getting uncomfortably close for me. So help a man out. Help me get there. Last I look, I'm getting pretty close to 500 and this channel's not even a month old. So I think we're heading in the right direction, but just help a man out. Let's go spread it around. And if you're like, well, I, you, you drop some really good knowledgeable stuff and I like don't want other people knowing about this edge I have. Well, I just remind you, I don't give out any picks. I'm just, you know, like I'm just leading the horse to water. I can't fucking make him drink it. So like, you know, help a dude out. You're getting all this stuff for free. Most people would charge for this. So help me out. Appreciate you. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, week long, week long. Ah, fuck. Uh, I just did, you know, my five lineups and I had a really good one. Uh, for all of you that don't know, Cut Sweats is not a, they're not a, uh, a, a sponsor of this show. However, they do um, have a promo code. It's DGEN75, D-E-G-E-N-75, all lowercase, and you can get half off your first month. And I'm telling you, once you start messing around with Cut Sweats, I've, I've had about a dozen people that I know have already signed up and they're like, oh my God, how did I survive before this? Tells you everything you need to know. Like, you know, today, who was my most important guy today? Well, it has right here your impact. Impact is factoring all these things. Matthew Fitzpatrick was my favorite, and he decided to be the worst putter in the history of golf. And so he missed the cut on the effing number. I think he missed like a three footer on 17 or some whatever. Uh, it's tilting, yes, but whatever. 
you go look at my lineups, you can go look at your lineups and you can see I have no six of sixes this week, which sucks because the six of six this week, I think was like 99.8%. I think I was the only guy that didn't have a six of six. Um, and you can see in the big, in the five, 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 the signature hole, I have a lineup. I think it's like 15th or 16th place, something like that. It was in position to win a lot of money. Cause if you didn't watch Wednesday night, I definitely told you Cam Smith and Willie Z were good plays, but I was a chalk donkey and I played Matthew Fitzpatrick cause I thought maybe he'd come in at 13%. And now, you know, I'm dealing with those consequences. So that's DJ 75. Go check out cuts. What's if you want, they got so many more cool things than that. Go watch my old videos. Um, looking a little bit here at, uh, DraftKings for tomorrow. A lot of people have been requesting that I talk about some, uh, what to play. Well, the first thing I do whenever I'm looking at the showdown slate and what to play, I always go look at the total prize pool because me, my name is literally the degenerate. So, you know, I'm chasing the biggest prizes. So I love to just go play that $15 one. But for all of you that don't know that $15 contest is a really stupid contest to play in. It's really stupid. You should not play in it unless you're going to be entering, I would say a minimum of 50 lineups. You're just not giving yourself enough chances to win. Plus when you play in that, you got to remember that like all the goats of showdown, you know, like I talk a little about I'm on here, you know, you got Jesse and Osimo and Grex and me and Tyler and all kinds of badasses that you don't, you're not going to beat us very often when we're doing 50, hundred, 150 lineups and you're doing two. So that's a really terrible lineup to do. If you're just going to sprinkle a couple lineups in, if you have a set budget that you're trying to do on showdown, don't go put it in the $15. Don't do that. Go look at some of these single entries. These are, these are the ones they have a much better prize structure because that one right there, 50,000 of the $150,000 prize pools going to first. That's horrific. I don't ever play contests where a third goes to first except showdown because you know, like I'm just chasing the prize and I feel like I have such an edge that it'll work out in the long run. But I would tell you to go check out some of these, you know, maybe if you have a $100 budget, these $100 single entries are pretty badass. Uh, much better payout structure. If you win first, you're still going to win a very pretty penny. You'll still get some nice sweats. And they usually have a, uh, let's see, these little $5 and $8 ones can be good ones where they have more balanced prize structures. You can enter more lineups. So say you're on a $50 budget. Now, instead of only being able to do three in the 15, you could do 10 in the $5. So I encourage you to not just always go throw money in that top one, because if you're not putting a lot of lineups in that, um, even if you're sharp as hell, if you're sharp as hell and you're only doing five lineups, you just aren't going to be able to get enough players who can go off tomorrow in your pool to make that perfect combination of a lineup. Whereas some of the top players who do this all the time can do that with 150. So I'm telling you, that is not the place to be putting your little hundred bucks every Saturday and every Sunday. That's just not the the, the contest to do it. I know that $50,000 prize is what keeps us all dreaming, but like, you know, try to make your money last for a while. That's what I would uh, encourage you to do. And you're going to do that by better contest selection. Uh, I'll talk more about week-long contest selection when we get to uh, uh, Wednesday's uh, uh, stream, which don't forget, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, Central Standard Time Zone. Be there, 7 p.m., not 7 a.m. I'm not a morning person. All right, um, let's see. We are on to a little uh, little, little showdown, hoedown breakdown. So we got to talk about what's going on out there. I... This is Saturday showdown, and for the last two weeks, first of all, we know, if you didn't see, Wednesday night I did a, a ownership expose showing my ownership in this industry is kind of fucked and everybody's terrible at it. If you didn't see that, go check that out. It was uh, pretty good. I got, got a lot of positive feedback from that. A lot of people were like, wow, opened my eyes. So I encourage you to look at that. And when it comes to, if, if people can't figure out week-long ownership where there's tons and tons of people trying to figure it out, there's no chance anybody understands Saturday showdown. But fortunately for you, I'm 38 and retired, and so I got a lot of free time to go do stupid shit that takes a long time to analyze. And I went and looked at the past few Saturdays because 
ever since I've started making this, my Sunday ownership projections have been like spot on. I can tell you who's going to be the highest owned, how owned they're going to be, and all of that. But Saturday has been a bit more of a wild card. And I think that a lot of that has to do with uh, more content being put out to help people become a little smarter uh, uh, on how to make good plays in Showdown. And uh, I think that we have to kind of, uh, if they're going to start zigging, we're going to have to start zagging. So I went back and I looked. And what I found is when you're looking at this, the number one thing that people look at when it comes to the most expensive players, hear me on this. When it comes to the most expensive players, the number one thing they're going to want to see is guys that are ball striking. Last Saturday, it was Colin Morikawa who came in at what, like 31% or something like that. He was the highest, even though he made the cut on the number. And I, I think most people were shocked that he was the highest owned player. And I was like, why would he be that? And it was because people saw that he was ball striking. They assumed because he was lower down in the positions, the position of the tournament, I think he was like T58 or something like that, that he would be lower owned. And so everybody played him. So this whole rule about if they are expensive, basically your guys that are above average salary, 8,400 and higher. If you don't know that, you should also go watch Wednesday's stream. Uh, these guys, the number one thing that is connected, that is directly correlated to their ownership is their ball striking. People love to see guys who are ball striking because if you've ever watched a tout site, talk about showdown. Let me go ahead and do my impersonation of every single one of them. Well, this guy's ball striking it really well. He's just not making any putts. You got to like him tomorrow. That's like every site ever, right? And like, yes, that is true. Uh, putting is the thing that can flip the easiest, but that's also like how a noob thinks. That's like the most basic understanding of what you should be looking at at showdown is simply this guy's not putting, but he is approaching it well. He will get it figured out. Um, yeah, that's cool. But what that's also going to do is lead you to a lot of chalk because everybody kind of knows that that's the same thing everybody's looking for. So I'm going to challenge you tonight to maybe look at things a little bit different, specifically in Saturday showdown. Sunday showdown's a different animal because those placement points, people just, Ooh, I love those placement points. I need them. I need those fake points in my life. So this is more for Saturday showdown, what we're going to be talking about tonight. So if I had to guess who is going to be super highly owned tomorrow, well, there's two factors. Are they ball striking? Are they ranked high in the positions, right? Cam Smith is not ball striking for shit so far. He's really not. But he's still going to be popular because, you know, he's, he's Magic Beans Cam and he's first in the tournament. Um, he will be popular. But who's going to be the most popular golfer tomorrow? I'm testing my theory here. This is looking at three weeks, the past three Saturday showdowns and breaking down some numbers. I think it will be Rory. Okay. Rory checks all three boxes. He's ball striking. He's in the top 10. And here's the most important one. He is coming off of a hot round, and I will die on this hill every time. Do not play guys coming off of hot rounds. It naturally inflates their ownership by like 50%. If Rory would have just shot an even round today, he would probably be something like 15 to 17% tomorrow. But because he went out and you know had his little Rory round where he's world on fire, he's going to come in super chalky tomorrow. So right there, I'll just go ahead and tell you, because I always do one guy I'm playing and one guy I'm fading. I'm definitely fading Rory. And I'm just, if you know me, there's no person in this world I've made more money fading than fading Roy McIlroy. I feel so happy to fade 35, 30 to 35% Rory tomorrow. I'm actually just pumped about it. And maybe he'll go shoot a 63 just to spite my ass. I don't care. I play aggressive. And if I can block out one third of the field because they're going to play Rory, basically paying an ownership premium because of what he did today when he hasn't done shit tomorrow, then go ahead, brother. Go ahead. He's all yours. He's all yours. You can have him. So when you're looking at these big names here, all these big names, the ones that are going to be highest owner guys coming off good rounds, guys that are in the top 10, but most importantly, guys that are ball striking. So who are some other guys that kind of check that, you know, 
Cam Young, he's going to be very popular tomorrow. Uh, why is that? Well, because he's ball striking. He's fourth in the tournament. And, you know, like people love Cam Young. Which, by the way, he was he was definitely my donkey chalk to fade this week. I'll own it. But don't forget the one chalk that I said I was going to eat is Neiman. And Neiman's right there. So I'm just saying, if he passes him, maybe I was right. And don't forget the one guy I definitely dipped off this week was Cam Smith, who's winning the tournament. But I won't. I won't uh, I won't pat myself on the back till Sunday night. But if he wins, I'm definitely patting myself on the back. You're getting I'm, I'll send a tweet out about it. Faux show. So now knowing that, now that that's the three things we know what's going to lead to Saturday ownership, where are they at? Are they in the top 10? Are they coming off of a good round and all, are they ball striking? When you know those three things, now you can start to understand ownership. And if you don't know in showdown, the biggest thing, not the biggest thing, the first seven most important things when it comes to showdown success is ownership. Just just trying to play the opposite of what everybody else is doing because it is such a small 18 hole sample size that it can be chaos. That one bad bounce is the difference between a birdie and a double bogey. And like that can completely flip scores. I can completely change the momentum of that round. And so if you have a good idea of who's going to be the higher owned players tomorrow, now you can start making the leverage pivots that you need to make to win these showdowns. That's what you need to do. Now, I do want to tell you one last thing. Is this whole ball striking rule that I'm going off of here? It didn't seem to apply to low owned guys. So like if you go down here and you look at Brandon Wu, Brandon Wu is swatting the shit out of it. But I, according to what I've seen from the last three weeks with my analysis, I still don't think he's going to come in super popular. Uh, I just don't think people like to go down that low. They're like, Brandon, who? And so they're not going to get on him as much. So I still think if you think Brandon Wu, and don't forget Brandon Wu is the guy that went like 63-63. What was that? A, maybe six weeks ago? Won me a lot of money when he did that. So he has two good rounds in a row in him. Uh, I don't think that he'll be particularly chalky. Maybe at 6,100, you would consider like 8% chalky, but something to consider. These cheap guys, guys under 7,500, they don't seem to be as affected by this ball striking rule that I'm talking about with the popular guys. So that, you know, Chan Kim, another good guy to look at. Uh, ball striking the hell out of it, can't chip or putt. I don't think he'll be popular at all. And he checks that box that we all want to see, a guy who is ball striking the hell out of it, but then, you know, putts like he's blind, right? That th Those are those kind of guys. So there are guys out there like that. Uh, let me let me just sort by guys I have here. Uh, most of these guys down here under 7,500, I kind of clicked because they're ball striking because they would be good examples. Chan Kim, Brandon Wu, uh, David Lingmurth had good approach. These are all guys to be checking out. Troy Merritt's ball striking well and not putting. And if you don't know, Troy Merritt can putt. He's 6,700. He's in 48th place. You know people love to play those guys up top. With all this said, I'm definitely getting ahead of myself. What's the first thing we do at Showdown? We go check the weather. Jesus, man. I, you know, I have a whole script over here, and I just, like, don't even follow it. I just get going, and I don't follow it. Let's check out. We always go check out Windfinder first. And you can see tomorrow, the gustiest part, it looks mild AF, first of all. But the, the whatever little wind there is is going to be in the morning. Uh, it looks like prime scoring conditions basically all day. I think they're going to do really well tomorrow. It's not going to get too hot. Uh, whatever it gets baked out out there, it's not going to be uh, so much uh, coupled with the wind that it's going to be an issue. So I think that, you know, probably those guys going off at 9 a.m., 10 a.m. are probably going to get the perfect amount of the course. That's what I would guess. Uh, but we're adults. We check more than one website. Let's see what our friends over at Willy Weather are saying. Saying basically the exact same thing. A little spike in the morning. Basically light all day. 
So I don't think you really need to put a lot of weather into it. As I always say, when there's no weather, doesn't mean you can't play a weather stack. It just means like go all in on that weather stack. Make all six of your guys all go off early or all six of your guys go off late just in case some weird winds move in or the greens get really firm and guys can't score on it, you know, whatever it is. But as far as, you know, doing that to just go all AM or all PM or something like that, there ain't nothing there. Don't go chase that. That's, 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 that's just wasting money. All right, some guys I have targeted to talk about. John Rom. look at those ball striking numbers. People are going to say, I am not playing John Rom. He's losing shots, ball striking. He's just lutzucking, putting in around the greens. And they're right. He definitely is. But he's John Rom. Do we don't, we don't think John Rom can figure, it, figure out his driver and his wedges? And if I told you he's going to probably be half the ownership of Rory, he'll probably come in, I guess, 15 to 18%. But is Rory twice as likely to beat John Rom tomorrow? I'd say not. So these are the logical pivots. People are going to see, oh, he's not ball striking. People are going to see Xander is, oh, he's just he's just gaining around the greens and he can't figure out his driver. And he's sitting back in 29th. He's not one of those top 10 guys. I think you'll get him at an ownership discount. Here is probably the 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 one stud tomorrow that I am almost positive will go most under-owned. That's Victor Hovland. I've been watching a lot of Victor Hovland this week because I have him in some lineups. And yeah, he, he doesn't look good. He doesn't. He doesn't look good. I'm not going to play somebody who doesn't look good to generate 75. That's stupid. Well, let me ask you this. Is there any way that a top 10 golfer in the world could possibly figure it out for one round tomorrow and win you $50,000? Maybe, maybe, especially if he's going to be like, I don't know, 9% owned. It's just, these are the kind of things you have to consider. To me, Victor Hovland's a guy that's an ultimate pivot. Am I telling you to play him? No, I don't give a shit who you play. I'm trying to walk you through the process of how to think through these equations and make the most leveraged, smart GPP plays you can. Okay, that's all we're trying to do here. We're not trying to pick the six best golfers. We're trying to pick the six best guys to help us win the GPP. I hope I didn't just blow your mind there. Cam Young is going to be super chalky. Am I going to play him? Uh, yeah, I am, but that's only because I want to mush him because uh, I faded him in week long, and I'm a, I'm petty like that. Jordan Spieth, can't play him. He's losing off the tee. He's losing on approach. He's just luck sacking with his putter and his, his, his around the green. He sucks. Can't play him. He's in 39th place. He has no chance. Well, first of all, 39th place doesn't mean dick because, you know, there's no position points on Saturday, so get that out of your head. Second of all, Jordan Spieth has been killing it with the irons because he's had two bad days. He can't possibly figure it out. And don't forget, when you're looking at these stats, sometimes just go sort by round two and see if like they're trending in the right direction. Did he do any better today? Not particularly, but that is something you could consider. Hey, this guy is starting to figure it out today. Xander was actually positive uh, off the tee today. So that just means he was really terrible that first day. Yeah, his approach was better the first day, but that's because he freaking chipped in that eagle or whatever. I didn't even see it. I just know he did it. Uh, Oh, what just happened? Where'd all my guys go? What the fuck? Where'd all my guys go? Welcome to Fantasy National, everybody. With friends like them, who needs enemies? Okay, well, that's awesome. All my guys just disappeared. Maybe I misclicked something. I don't know what the hell I clicked. All right, I'll just shoot from the hip here. I got this. Uh, other guys to consider. Those are things to look at. Um, here's a good rule to remember. If they came off a good round today, they're going to be popular tomorrow. So somebody like Sung JM is going to be popular. He looked really good today. Uh, Joaquin Neiman looked really good today. But you want to know one that's like a really good bounce back candidate? Because I love a good bounce back candidate. Ooh, Corey Connors lost shots overall today. 
Maybe he could be a sneaky one. If you look, really the biggest thing that made him lose him was his putting. And yes, I know, Corey Connors sucks at putting. I know that. But maybe for one round tomorrow, he can figure it out. He didn't play particularly well today. He's in that Goldilocks zone where he's not in that top 10 to top 15 range that will naturally make him popular. His salary is not cheap. 8500 is an above-average player. Um, I don't think many people will be on Connors. At that same time, look right there. Max Homa didn't do anything ball striking today. Can't play him, right? Or Max Homa's a great ball striker. Maybe he'll get it figured out tomorrow, and you're going to get a discount on his ownership simply because he had a poor round today ball striking. Just because it happened yesterday does not mean it's going to happen tomorrow. These are the best golfers in the world. They can't figure shit out overnight. You know I have a soft spot in my heart for guys that barely sneak across the the line, the cut line. And Mito today like made a, a couple putts on 17 and 18 to just get into the uh, get in under the cut line, and he did it all with shitty irons. And he's chalky, and I swear chalky guys always go off on the weekend because they don't deserve to be there. So I'm going to play Mito. I think he's a good play. Aaron Wise was a god today. Looked amazing. Uh, you know, Honestly, could have scored even better than he did. I think he missed a seven-footer on 18. Easy fade for me. Easy fade for me because he's coming off of a great round. He's in the top 10, and people are already playing him in their week long. He's going to be chalky as shit. I'm trying to tell you the, most, the seven most important things to consider on Saturday Showdown are ownership, 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 and finally ownership. And if I can tell you he's going to be highly owned, and we're talking about one round, you should almost not play him ever. There you go. I'm not going to go through all of these. I don't know why all my starred shit just went away. You know, probably the site, but I'll keep that between me and you. Uh, Billy Horschel looked amazing today. Ball striking did everything well. Could he go play good again tomorrow? Can uh, Wise go play well again tomorrow? Can Cantley go play uh, well again tomorrow? Yes, they're world-class golfers. They can. But I'm not going to play the ownership premium for that. I don't care what they did today other than the fact that they played well today, which is going to make them highly owned tomorrow. I actually want to see guys that didn't play particularly well. So if you want to see something you could do, just go sort by uh, totals today and look at guys. Oh, Brennan Steele is a great bounce back candidate, right? He was, of all the people that made the cut, he lost the most strokes today. So Brennan Steele is a guy that you could go get on that probably could go crazy tomorrow and you're going to get it less than 5% ownership. Same thing with Adam Scott, Tigala, all these guys who have these big upsides, Keegan Bradley, Max Homa, Jordan Spieth. These are kind of guys I'm going to be targeting. But they played poorly today. Yes, they did. Very good. Simpleton. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Watch. One of these guys that I just named right there that had a horrible round today will be in the optimal lineup tomorrow and win somebody a bang load of money. You watch. And, you know, I've been running very pure at Showdown, so maybe my streak will come to an end. But I'm going to be fading Rory super, super hard. And fading a chalky guy at showdown has been working out tremendously well for me. That's why I keep being able to post all these great screenshots. Um, will that continue tomorrow? Probably not. Cause I'm, I'm getting a little cocky right now. Adam have one Kirk fading them all fading. Those guys that had great rounds today because they're just naturally going to be more popular. Not cause they're not playing well. They're obviously playing well. They had the best round on the course today. Uh, I think that is about it. Once again, for all of you that are new to my channel, I don't give picks. I'm not here to give picks. I guess if I had to give my one, who would my one be? Who is one guy I'm definitely playing tomorrow? I feel like I already said it. I'll say it again. You know what? Shit, I'll just tell you. I am definitely going to play Mito Pereira tomorrow. <laughs> Which I, only because like, I just swear that those guys that like are chalky, that barely sneak across the finish line and get into the weekend, now they're relaxed and they usually go ham. So I'll play Mito. There you go. Definitely playing Mito. Am I going to play him 100% of my lineups? No. Just enough to mush him. Probably a nice 30% sounds about right. 
Uh, we talked about contest selection. I hope you listened. Don't forget Cut Sweats is DGen75, all lowercase. We'll talk more about them tomorrow. I will be back tomorrow doing round four breakdown. I get a lot more viewers on those round fours. I want 1,000 views tomorrow. I'm getting so close to 1,000 views. I've gotten 800, 900. I need 1,000 views on one of these videos. Also, I need 1,000 subscribers, so go help me out. I don't have a network. I don't have anything. I'm just a dude in a room making videos, trying to help you be better at this stuff. So help me out in return, and I appreciate you. Keep sending me those winning um, lineups that you guys are having on Twitter. I'll retweet them for you. That's awesome if I'm helping you win. But remember, it's really you. I'm just asking questions. You're the one that's coming up with the answers. So I appreciate you guys being here as always. Um, I got to go make some new, uh, a new uh, song for the intro and outro. We'll see you tomorrow night and Wednesday. That's the schedule moving forward. So quit asking me. You guys have a good night. Let's go win a big one tomorrow.